0: Hi there. Thanks for tuning into our podcast feed. I'm Pastor Tim here at Grace of God, Long Island. What you're listening to right now is part of an occasional series you'll find in this feed, which I'm calling Deleted Scenes. Just like when a movie or a TV show is being made, it occasionally happens as I'm writing a sermon that it goes too long and something needs cutting. Generally, that's because I let myself just go on and the trim material isn't worth it. However, sometimes I find myself cutting something that I think would have some value in saying, but it just doesn't flow well into the rest of the sermon, or it simply ends up too long. When I have a piece that I think meets that standard, you'll find it in this feed on Tuesdays as a deleted scene. If you were with us in worship on Sunday, you heard my sermon on Matthew 13, 31-35. Two short parables that Jesus teaches there in Matthew chapter 13. We would call them the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the yeast. Uh, Jesus compares believers to a mustard seed and one, this tiny little seed, the smallest seed that the the Jews of Palestine in his day would have worked with regularly, would have known, would have recognized, uh, sort of something that was recognized as a metaphor for smallness, diminutive size. And yeast, he tells a parable about a woman who takes some yeast, what we would maybe think of today as something like sourdough starter, and works it into some dough so that it leavens, it. it causes to ferment the whole lump of dough before she starts to bake it. And Jesus tells these two parables to wrap up a chunk of teaching that he's doing in Matthew chapter 13. First, he tells two other parables, longer ones, the parable of the sower, which talks about the gospel message being thrown out into the world, which is a a parable in the field, and it falls on different kinds of soil, on hard soil, on thorny soil, on rocky soil, and it doesn't have any effect there, but it falls on good soil, and it produces a crop. And then Jesus tells a parable, the parable of the weeds and the wheat, where a man sows good wheat seed in his field, but then an enemy comes and sows weeds, weeds into his field as well. And the man lets them grow both up until the harvest time, when he tells his harvesters, cut it all down and sort it out then. And Jesus says, in that parable, the weeds represent unbelievers in this world, and the wheat represents believers. Those first two parables, the parable of the soils, and the parable of the weeds and the wheat could give Christians a pretty big head about ourselves. We could start thinking woohoo, I'm I'm good soil. Woohoo, I'm a wheat, I'm a stalk of wheat in this world of weeds. And so it's important that Jesus tells the parable of the mustard seed, the parable of the yeast. He's comparing believers to these things. He wants believers to remember where we started. We're nothing special, we're nothing significant, we're nothing better than anyone else. Everyone is, by nature, weed. Everyone is, by nature, thorny, rocky path, soil that that can't take the seed. It's important to hear these last two parables then, but we almost didn't in worship on Sunday. I want to talk about why. Most Sundays, the three Bible readings that we hear in worship are selected long in advance, laid out in something called a lectionary. It's a document that has Bible readings compiled for worship on particular themes. Every Sunday in the church year has particular readings appointed for it. Every Sunday, we use particular readings. We hear a selection from the Old Testament, we hear a selection from the New Testament letters, and we hear a selection from the four Gospels. So, for instance, today was the Ninth Sunday after Pentecost this past Sunday, there were particular readings selected for today. If you would come into church, sit down on one of the benches upstairs, open up the the blue song book in front of you, and go to the page that's Roman numeral XX, Roman numeral 20, you'd see that the readings for that Sunday were not what we read on Sunday. Many Christian churches, especially churches that are more traditional in their form and style of worship like ours, use lectionaries, and often very similar lectionaries. If you would have gone to a a Roman Catholic church this Sunday, you'd probably hear those readings as the readings for this past Sunday, the ones that are laid out in the lectionary there. The same would be true at most Lutheran churches, many Presbyterian churches, others. It's usually what we use here. And the strength of that approach is that it forces variety on the congregation. I don't get to get up and just preach on my pet topics week after week, if we use the lectionary. Lectionaries have been in use since the very earliest years of organized Christian worship. They follow the church year, the cycle of festivals that traces Jesus' life year in and year out. And our lectionary is a cycle over three years. So three years we hear different readings selected from all different books of scripture to give us this well-rounded picture of not only Jesus' life, but of the, the history of God's people. But I took us off lectionary this Sunday because the lectionary would not ever have us reading Matthew thirteen thirty-one to 35, these two concluding parables. And I think they're very important. I think they're so important that I took us off lectionary to make sure that we rounded out Jesus' teaching in that section of scripture. Here's what I want you to think about next time you're in worship, either with us or at the church you attend. Does your pastor pick Bible selections to preach on based on wanting to give you a well-rounded, fully engaged reading of Scripture over time? That is to say, does he want to lead you deep into the waters of Scripture, to to bathe you in those waters, to feed you a variety of, of beautiful food drawn from the the bread that is the word of God drawn from this this bountiful feast that God sets out for us, or does your pastor preach on, sort of, his pet topics week after week after week, picking Bible selections that let him get up and say pretty much the same thing, that never challenge him, that never force him to think about something different, something that he's perhaps not preached on before. That could be true whether your pastor uses a lectionary or not. But what I want to make sure that you're thinking about is this. Am I hearing all of God's word brought out to me over time? Because, of course, no no one Sunday am I going to be able to hear the entire Bible, Bible exposited to me. Every Sunday I should hear the fundamental truths, my sin and Jesus' love for me. But do I have preaching that over time is going to give me a well-rounded comprehensive picture of what my father wants me to know.